What are they trying to hide? This week on the podcast, Joan Lowry Nixon's Secret Silent Screams. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Callie Nugent. And this week, see, see, like, attention to saying screams. <laughs> I was uh, talking to someone the other day, and um, uh, they were doing this thing where they were trying to talk in a way where other people couldn't overhear, uh-huh. but they weren't lowering the volume of their voice. They were just saying, <laughs> the thing I'm trying to tell you right now is that, honestly, like, it money so much and i was like dude you <laughs> what just, are you doing like you are as loud as you were before <laughs> this is very funny um yeah sorry that just reminded me of that um you should be i apologize and i'll get Thank better <laughs> i will improve <laughs> it gets better <laughs> um do you want to read the back of the book yeah or, sorry do you want to read the flap of the book the flap <laughs> book flap uh, book flap supreme <laughs> <laughs> Is Barry's death the latest tragedy in a string of suicides at Farrington Park High School? Marty knows that her friend Barry didn't take his own life. But when she tries to tell her pastor, the school counselor, and a psychologist who hoped to be part of a news program on suicide, they won't listen to her. What are they trying to hide? It is a young police officer who listens to her story with an open mind and who helps Marty start an investigation. The facts contradict each other. And Marty realizes Many people are lying to themselves and to others in order to avoid a painful situation. What will they do to stop her? How much danger has Marty brought upon herself? And then there's like, <laughs> well, it's like now there's like praise for the author, which I don't think yeah, really. No, no, no. You don't need to read that. I don't need to read that. You we'll don't talk need about to that. Read that. Um, uh, overall, what'd you think? I enjoyed myself. And it was a, yeah. yeah, it was fine. I mean, the thing was, called it the second we were introduced to that character. Oh, fuck yeah. The second they were like, he had no friends. I was like, he's yeah. a killer. <laughs> like, it was so obvious. Yes. Uh, Emmett. Emmett. Killer um, boy Emmett. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Emmett the fucking killer. Uh, quick plot. Very Boom. quick. Sock it to me. I'm Sock it to me. Such a quick plot. Go. Marty. She's a girl. She's in high school. Her best friend, Barry, is dead. Everybody says he killed himself. She's trying to convince him otherwise. Turns out that he was killed because he and a group of friends called the Quattros, mm-hmm. one of the group of friends, Thad. Is it Thad? I think it's just Tad. Tad. Why is it spelled that way then, Kelly? I don't know, but I knew a boy in high school named Tad, and he spelled it T-H-A-D. I think it is a silent H. I agree, and I think but that's why? stupid. But why? Well, I guess <laughs> you know like Christopher. H, but why? Why isn't it Tris? Tristopher. Huh, good point. There we go. Problem solved. Tad's off the hook. Tad's off the hook. <laughs> so Barry's in a group of friends called the Quattros, and super cute. <laughs> Tad was, uh, he tried to uh, hold up hold up a jewelry store. Wait, it was Tad that did that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he was sent away to juvenile. He did armed robbery. To, yeah, armed robbery at a jewelry store. The other members of the Quattros testified against him, and as revenge, Emmett um, started who's the brother of Tad. Ki- yeah, who's Tad's little brother um, was trying to kill all of them and make it look like a suicide. And because Marty's on the case, uh, he wants to kill her too. Also, like he's like probably just finished watching Paradise Lost because he's like, <laughs> I'm going to so- make it look like satanic music made them do it. Yes, that part <laughs> was so fucking funny. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. By the band called Flesh. Flesh. 
what was the song? It was um Sudden Death. Sudden Suicide. No, Sudden Death. No, sudden it was in suicide. my book, it was Sudden Death. Sudden Suicide? They glorify suicide. And I did like too that like Joan Laurie Nixon doesn't say like this is all bullshit. Music doesn't make people like, you know, like Yeah. It it doesn't do that. Marty's like, no, he wasn't like that. He thought the band was yeah. stupid. No, I think their lyrics are disgusting. Yeah, it's not that I disagree with you. It's just that Barry didn't listen to them. Pastor, pastor, I do agree. It's satanic yeah. music. Um, I mean, it oh, could yeah, be. You said you had it on Condal. I had it on Condal. There were a lot of issues. There were, um, if any of you guys are reading this on hashtag Condal, it is riddled with typos to the point where. <laughs> so weird. Where it's like, I didn't understand what a lot of the sentences said. Like they were the, some of the, some of the typos were crazy. Some of them, it's like (laughs) random all caps words. Um, Some of it is in italics for no reason. I mean, you're right. Sudden death. Sudden death, y'all. But they do glorify suicide. Yes. I cannot believe how convinced I was that it was suicide. You were convinced it was suicide? I was convinced it was. That he just killed himself? No, no, no. Um. The song title. Oh. I can't believe how sure I was that you were going to be wrong and I was going to be right. I was like, okay, Kelly, let's just look this up. Uh-huh. Oh, and then Kelly's like, right. Ree, All right. Ree, ree, okay. Ree. Kelly's like right. zooming in, zooming That's in. That's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I need to like just t- like give you an example of one of these Please. typos because it changes the tone of the book. <laughs> Um, this is a sentence about the uh, so mixed in with the people that believe that that the friend killed himself mm-hmm. um, is this like basically celebrity psychiatrist who like wants to use this to create this. He's trying to s- write and sell a book. Yeah. And he wants to. I mean, he's he's like a slick operator. Yeah. He's trying to incorporate it into the narrative of his book. Mm hmm. Which is like the psychology and the signs that somebody might be suicidal. Yeah. So this is just this is his introduction. So it's him. He's like leaning on the on Mrs. on Miss Dillard's desk. Mm -hmm. His deep blue suit hung web oil, his trim body. (laughs) And I was like, what is this? And his and web the b and web is in web is capitalized on his body and then there's another part too where it's like uh uh so karen is the police officer that helps um marty our main character Mm -hmm. uh officer romance she's like 23 she's a romance she's very young officer business romance business romance she yeah she I definitely like karen oh i love karen i loved karen she's fucking cool she's great mm-hmm. um calm down karen said it's not much to go oil <laughs> it sounds like it's turning off into oil because it hung off his body there we go maybe and it and was like it's not much to go off yeah and c's are replaced by g's with the calm down <laughs> But some of the sentences I was like, I don't like some of them got so bad where I was like, I need to figure out what. Oh, (laughs) does either of you know if Emmett has an ear? She asked. (laughs) What? What's that supposed to be? Do you know where she is? Matter of feet. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the sentence. I actually found the the sentence of the Mm -hmm. Dr. Granberry introduction. A tall man with a long nose and prominent teeth got up from one of the chairs next to Miss Diller's desk and smiled easily. His deep blue suit hung well on his trim body. 
Okay. So here, how the hell did we get to... A tall man with a long nose and prominent, prominent teeth got tipped from one of the chairs next to Miss <laughs> Diller's desk and smiled easily. Yeah, his deep blue suit hung web oil. <laughs> his italicized trim body. <laughs> <laughs> so this, like, throughout so this book... well, it was oil. Web. Or, instead of on. Yeah, yeah. And instead of well, it was web. And then is his italicized oh, and in your not book? much to go on. Yeah, was oil. So oil, oil on turns a lot. into oil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that matter of feet. I do matter of feet. I do. <laughs> it's not much to go oil. <laughs> it is like constant, um, and a lot of it, like the the uh, punctuation went away, and like so I didn't know what sentences were happening on a wild ride yeah and like some of it was like um there would be like just quotation marks out of nowhere like while someone was talking so it sounded like they were like well i guess you have a problem and i was like what like so this whole book i was like i don't know what's happening right here so i think i know what happened in this story but (laughs) well it sounds it's definitely correct yeah while also really muddying the mood Yes. And tone. Yes. Because a lot of times I'm like, man, this would have been effective if she wasn't asking if he had an ear. (laughs) (laughs) It's got to take you out of it. Uh, Yeah. What? Oh, this is a question I had. And I don't know what page this is on. Sure. But it says, Mm -hmm. Mr. Thompson, who'd been teaching for as long as anyone could remember, and who had good naturedly started the semester by explaining that the reason for his total bulk to us was that all the activity went on inside his head and not on the outside. Baldness. Bulk to S. <laughs> Can I see real quick? You'll have to post these screenshots. <laughs> it's insane. Bulk to S. It's so That's crazy. So weird. This is ser- like this is seriously my favorite. The matter of feet thing <laughs> is so weird. <laughs> matter of feet. Gorky. Matter of feet. Gorky. <laughs> As a matter of feet, Gorky. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> I'm not feeling very oil. <laughs> web. Web. I'm, oh, yeah. I web feeling very oil. I'm not feeling web, web oil. oil Wednesday. His uh. <laughs> problem. <laughs> okay. So I did like. Uh, so the, the, the book opens with uh, Marty. She's like, oh, I need to talk to the police because I know Barry didn't kill himself. So she goes to meet uh, Officer Romance and she's like, you're too young. And Officer Romance is like, well, first she's like, you're too. And she's like, a woman. And she's like, actually, I meant to say young because you're like straight up 24. Um, and no, I think she is surprised by her being woman. She thinks she's like a secretary to start off. She with. does think she's a secretary. And yeah. Karen's like, we do have a secretary. It's not me. I have a badge. I'm yep. I'm an officer. Um Bitch, mm. check your own internalized misogyny mm-hmm. or internalized sexism. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's misogynist. So then she's like, all right, well, I need to tell you about Barry. And um, you're right. It was young. Yeah, she's young. She meant to say she was young. Yeah. I'm going to stop um, but I do- contradicting anything that you say tonight. <laughs> but I do think that, yeah, I think Karen, Officer Romance, is right that like most people probably give her shit in this town for being a lady cop. Yeah. Because it seems like that's the environment there. Karen, or um, Marty walks in and she says... I need to talk to a policeman. And Karen's like, I am a police officer. officer. Mm-hmm. It's true. But you're a woman. 
I was going to say young. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. I, just, I need someone to listen to me. Please <laughs> listen to me. That's um, like two thirds of the book. Yeah. It's Marty going, Barry didn't kill himself. I know. But also her being like so inappropriate. Yes. Like so inappropriate. And she's like, hmm, that didn't go over well. And it's like, no fucking shit. Like, so she goes to this officer and she's like, I need to tell you about how Barry didn't kill himself. And the officer's like, great, tell me what you know. And she's like, <laughs> she's like telling her the story. And Officer Romance is just sitting there and she, um, doesn't like open the file or anything and um marty's like aren't you gonna get the file and she's like what do you think this is hollywood i, I don't open files and i was like that's yeah, like we don't open files. basic basic police work to just get the file and she's like i have it all right here gunk, gunk, in my brain um and marty's like mm, in my red-headed so. noggin mm-hmm. what color is marty's hair actually it was pink at one point because barry oh right made her diet um, like cotton blonde candy. i believe i think she's blonde yeah um that makes sense that the pink would take then. Marty shook her head so vigorously that her pale blonde hair swung in front of her eyes and she had to sweep it back. There we go. Yep. She's got that mm-hmm. floofy hair that she, and he called her cotton candy, cotton um, candy hair. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Marty was like babbling when she first went into mm-hmm. the office. Um, so she's like, this is the first time I've been in a police station, Marty said. She glanced around the room again. I thought there would be a lot of policemen here. Like there are in some of the shows on TV, you know, with all sorts of people going back and forth. Marty knew that everything she was babbling sounded stupid, but she couldn't stop the flow of words. There isn't even a secretary. At first, I thought you were a secretary, but then, oh, I could see that patch on your shirt. I guess you don't call it that. It's an emblem, right? Or whatever. You know, that design that shows you're an officer. I mean, this isn't a very busy place. The phone isn't ringing. I thought the phone would keep ringing. And the whole time, (laughs) Karen's Karen's just like, okay, mm -hmm. (laughs) let's uh, step back. (laughs) Um. Karen is such a good police officer. She though. is. The other police officers are very bad. Mm-hmm. They didn't even check if he were right or left handed. That's crazy to me. That is crazy. That's like the and first to, thing. From what I have learned from TV and movies and now books mm-hmm. is that that means something. Yeah. Is that not true? Yeah. Maybe if the coroner's like, nope, suicide, you go, huh, okay, maybe shot himself with his left. But like, but I like why would you? I, yeah, I don't know why I wouldn't. But at the same time, it's not like it's difficult to shoot with the other hand. I guess it's just something that's so <laughs> innate in you. It's not really a smoking gun, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> Sip, 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 water. Look, 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 look. Um, yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing too, right? Where I'm like, well, why? I was thinking that it would be so fucked up if you like. It's such a fucked up thing to kill yourself, but make it look like a murder. Yeah, and just that would be like really the ultimate, mean. like that would be mean, so mean. Fuck you, thing to do. Yeah, that, to that would be somebody who is suicidal and very angry like, at spiteful. the people in there. Yes, like I want to make you hunt forever. Yeah, I think they're. There's probably a book like that. I'm sure. I think that's the plot to some book. And I think I've read that book. Mm, well, mm, I feel like Fall into Darkness, she somewhere. was like trying to, sort, but she wanted to survive. Oh, yeah. But she was trying to make. She's trying to frame someone. like a murder. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be, it's pretty rare that a person's doing it not to make it, to frame someone, but just to like create confusion yeah. and upset. Um, also, I saw mis- something saying um, that it's, very offensive to say commit suicide because that is leftover language from when it was a crime yes that, did you see that no but that makes sense because commit is a value judgment like you're saying oh that's bad commit a crime in terms of it being a crime obviously disagree yeah but it is bad well it's not great 
it's, it's not, not great. great. Like, don't do it. But I'm it also saying, is saying like you're a judgment. criminal. Like, it's not a judgment like on the person. I have no empathy for what yeah. you're going through, but it is an act that you are committing. Yeah. But you don't say like, like, like that's why you say committed adultery. Yeah. I'm sure it, it comes from a place of yeah. criminal. Like you're saying like, like the thing criminal. that you're doing is a crime and yes. you should be punished yeah, rather than that, helped. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, the word commit usually is... Um, connected to a crime but then i don't know so what, then what do you say but like if you say killed yourself that sounds even more harsh to me mm. he killed himself yeah yeah but it is that i mean it's truthful but i guess when you get down to it that is the more sensitive way to put it mm-hmm. yeah i don't know listeners if you have an opinion feel free to let us know yeah um yeah because then do you say did suicide like if you're trying to use the word suicide what do you say i think you probably say attempted suicide but then that means you survived yeah so i'm just saying like i'm trying to think Succeeded. of phrasing Ugh. that isn't yeah that suicide comes with usually so you say like attempted suicide committed suicide because like so then you would take that if word I out was like how weird would it sound if i like came up and i was like did you hear about jane she enacted suicide yeah and you'd be like what enacted she, she completed and that suicide would be so distracting that like that would be the thing you would pick and i'd be like why first. are you trying to be what? unique right now yeah like why are you trying to make this about you yeah. <laughs> did you hear she enacted killing herself what she attempted and you? then succeeded to completion she completed suicide yeah that, like the yeah, terminology is it's very too weird. weird it sounds bad and weird yeah i wonder what it is so yeah i would like to know um yeah what you should say what is considered appropriate and respectful um did you notice that mr logan her dad is a hot golfer Marty's <laughs> dad. i did not he's muscular oh yeah and tan yeah and the mom and the mom's pretty put together is, she's too. like real prim mm-hmm. she's, she always has that like perfect bow at her neck oh yeah her shirt and her parents like of her shirt don't super pay attention to her no even the end of the book oh my god she's just like beating emmett off with a fire poker yeah in a lamp officer has come to save her yeah taking statements everything's getting sorted out marty's mom calls and is like oh so sorry we're late we ran a little this we ran a little that i'm so sorry we'll be home soon how are you blah 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 Marty's like, uh, yeah, you might want to get home soon. It's, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just gonna. No, just put that on the, put that on the counter. Um, just leave it there. I'm sorry, honey. What did you say? Oh, I was just, um, you know, just like get home when you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like, you know, say much more than that over the phone. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll see you when I see you. Bye. Click. My favorite part of that is is when she was like. We really have been talking and we think you should get therapy. And Marty's like, yep, I agree too. And she's like, okay, great. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Like does not take it any further. No. Nope. And why wouldn't Marty just say, mom, I want you to know I'm okay. I don't know. She's like in shock or but something. But the police are here. Emmett just tried to kill me. It turns out he killed Barry. I know. She well, And she's like, well, that, say that over the phone. She said something like, I have to leave. I have to make a statement. And they're like, that's what you should totally communicate. And yeah, they're that's like, that's what it was. And it was like, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. Don't be coy. This is like an improv scene where everybody's being coy. And just I'm, say I'm it. Dislike. Just say it. Yeah. Here. Here's the the telephone rang and marty reached for it oh there you are her mother said i called just a few minutes ago but you hadn't come home yet her voice changed a hopeful pleading note entering it your english teacher mr thompson called me dear he's quite concerned about you he feels you should get therapy i told him that we would discussed it i hope you the sound of her mother's voice helped everything return to normal not for long marty 
Marty took a long, deep breath. Mm. Sure, Mom. I'd like to go for counseling, she said. We can find someone and I'll start right away. Oh, Marty, I'm glad, dear. I'll tell you what. You just rest, maybe take a nap, and when your father and I get home, we'll all go out to dinner. Would you like that? Um, she's like, sure, Marty said, but dinner will probably be late. I've got to fill out some reports and make a statement. You see, mom, a little while ago, just a minute, her mother said, and Marty could hear her telling someone, we covered that in the meeting this morning. I'll give you my notes. No, tell him I'll be with him again in a couple of minutes. She spoke into the phone again. That's a good idea, Marty. Get your homework out of the way. I'll see you soon. Bye. Horrible. (laughs) What? Horrible. What? Horrible. Um, yeah. Also, like. (laughs) She's she is in such a state. She okay. We also need to talk about the way that Emmett gets people to write suicide notes. I thought that was pretty sneaky. The thing that I could not get over was that Marty did not realize she was his next target. That's bananas for so long because she realizes it as soon as she sees him try to do it. It's but she. Yes, and she realizes it when he's getting Tony to do it. She's like, oh, Tony. So Emmett, um, full full story on what we're talking about, Emmett goes up to Marty and he's like, oh, the first two lines of this poem, I don't know what they are because like the page in my book is torn. And Mr. Thompson told me to get it from you. So could you just like take this slip of paper, just write down the first two Mm -hmm. um, lines of the poem. And it's something along the lines of like, Oh boy, sweet release of death. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, I can't wait for your poetic. embrace. Yeah. Yeah. Um when he doesn't even he like he times it so that like the bell will ring and he just yanks it away. Yeah. So like so you don't have a chance to like think yeah. about it or anything. Um and so he does this to Marty and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever." And then she sees him doing the same thing to Tony. She's like, wait a tick. Mm-hmm. I He did that to me. I bet that that's what he did to Barry to get him to have somewhat of a suicide note. Oh, no. Tony's his next target. It's like, girl. I know. When then she's like, got the missing link, which is that he did it to you. Did it. Also, he like she she's so dumb. She's like, Tony is the next victim. And then like, who's the other friend? Charlie. She's like, then maybe Charlie did it, too. Like, Charlie, don't. Don't let him and ask you to do this. Don't do it. Also, I was having so much trouble figuring out like where they were when they were talking about this. And like, were they talking to each other? Like, they were in the back of the room. Were they in the hallway? Like, I did not understand. And then the whole time the teacher's like, oh, Marty, pay attention in class. And she's like, one second. And she like grabs him and she's like, you must know. Don't let. And I'm like, wait, are you in class? Are yeah, you? It, but again, the end of class. Half my book was nonsense, so I don't know <laughs> if like maybe it was a little muddled. Okay, I can tell you that is it's like class was yeah because she specifically says like oh Emmett was timing it so it, there was just a few seconds before the bell rang. So I think what happened be- because then she is explaining to Tony why he shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, how was there enough time yeah. for Emmett to try to get you to do it? And then the bell rings and then you still have time to make sure he does it, I which know. means that there would have it wouldn't have been cutting it so close. So it's like for Emmett to do that to you class. Like I didn't get. Yeah. Class is about to start. OK. And oh, that's like why he's like, seats. sit down. Like, hello. Yeah. Can we get class started? Yes. I see. Yeah, but it is a little bit muddled. 
It's more muddled when she, I forget how she tells Charlie not to do it. I think she just like rushes and, and she's grabs like, I to- saved it. Char- Charlie's arm, right? She's like, yeah. So she like, and the way that like things kind of start amping up, because for a while, it's like she's just convinced he didn't kill himself and she has no evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, But she's like, he didn't like that satanic band flesh. It wasn't like him. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't kill himself. And it's like, Okay, like I don't know, like mm-hmm. we don't know. And then she, uh, the they live next door to each other, and um, the parents of Barry, pa- Barry's parents, go on it like away because they're just like so sad they have to leave. Yeah, and so they have the uh, what's her name, Marty has the key to their house because the parents are like house sitting for them. Yeah, and so she goes over and she's like, I'm just gonna look around in his room. So she goes in and his room is like fucked up. It's like yeah, it's been ransacked. And uh, so she's like, ah, I should call Officer Romance so that way she can come and like fix this or like document it or whatever. Like, yeah, investigate. this is another piece of yeah. Barry not killing himself. Yeah. And this is like the first like evidence. Mm-hmm. And so um, when Officer Romance comes there, she's like, don't touch anything. And Marty's like, oh, my God, there's an, a photo album. And it's all fucked up. So they dust it for prints and then she gets to look at it and like half of the pictures are missing. And it's only pictures of the Quattros that are missing. And they got their name because they were all in Spanish class together. Mm-hmm. And they were just good friends. They were like, there's four of us. Let's call ourselves the Quattros. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine. I thought there was going to be some like fucked up Me Mexican gang thing happening. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness there are no racial overtones yeah. or undertones. Yeah. Whichever. Whichever. Through tones. Over, under, in, out. Sideways tones. So she um uh so she's so she's like, ah God, like I need to figure out where these pictures are. I need to go oh, to the other quattros. Wait, before that, <laughs> she's like, Oh, the pictures of the quattros are missing. And Officer Romance is like, Could you tell me like why do you think they this person would want to take the photos of the quattros? Is there anything interesting? Like, can I go talk <laughs> to all of them? And she's like, can you list them? Yeah. And she's like, well, there's Charlie and then there's Tony and there's Tad. Um, but you can't talk to Tad because he's in jail. He's in juvenile detention because he robs, robbed a jewelry store and they all testified against him. And Officer Romance is like, okay, could we hold up and stop there? Let's unpack that. She's like, bitch, why didn't you think to bring that up the second you went to talk she to her? She is so stupid about it. She's like, not first. putting those pieces together. At first, she's like, can you list them? And she's like, sure. Um, It's Charlie and Barry and... um Tony. And Tony. And she's like, that's quattro three. means four. And she's like, oh, that's right. Also, Tad. But, um, you know, he doesn't live here anymore. And they're like, oh, <laughs> so I forgot. So can we talk to his mom, maybe? And she's like, uh, or they're like, oh, so you can't talk to his mom because she moved away. And she's like, that's not what I meant. Actually, um, his family still lives here, but um, he doesn't because he went to juvenile detention because he committed armed robbery and they all testified against him in a court of law. And anyway, um, I'm, I'm not sure how this all comes together. Like, but why do you even want to know this? It's like, <laughs> you're the one. You're the one who is doing this. Why didn't you? Come on, She's Marty. so stupid. That is that was a really boneheaded yeah. move. It was like, pretty. Oh, headed. I well, I don't even think of him because he's not here anymore. And also, like, and then okay, the part where she's like, "Hmm, I'm thinking back about Emmett when he was a child." And yeah, um, I hate that shit. Ugh. Oh, I was remembering <laughs> my like, memory. Why are you remembering this right now? Like, Shh, if not, hold on to- a second, Kelly. 
I have to remember something. <laughs> mm. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I forgot you were here because I was so busy mm. remembering my memories. Oh, yes. <laughs> sorry. I just had to remember something real quick. <laughs> so she's like remembering all about <laughs> fucking Emmett where he like tried to be friends with the Quattros and they like yeah. chased him up a tree and they're like throwing rocks and shit at him. And she keeps saying things like... <laughs> I hardly blame them for leaving him out. And I'm like, why? But then she's what like, is it? she then like stood up for him. And then she's like, mm, he didn't have any friends, but he didn't really seem to want any. And I was like, okay, first of all, this like weird guy that you say is a loner who is the little brother of the guy who everyone testified against. Yeah. And is really weird. And is like mean to you. Yeah. Like you th- don't even think like the instant you mentioned him i was like he's the killer yeah and it's so funny because tad does not give a shit tad is off having yeah. a blast on a ranch he doesn't care he's living he a life talked to his parole officer had he's, a quick meeting yeah he's fine he's living a cowboy he life not here to get revenge no he doesn't care and emmett's like i will avenge you brother and like <laughs> and he's like i'm on a horse <laughs> he's like mm. <laughs> um but yeah so like emmett is like so obviously the killer i'm glad that there wasn't a red herring that turned out to be a love interest. Thank God. And I'm glad Emmett wasn't set up as a love interest. Thank God. She was not interested in Emmett. No. But so she... Emmett was not interested in her either. He, no, there was like Emmett no was chemistry. not interested in anyone. No, he just wanted to kill and kill and kill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she... Uh, uh, Marty's like, mm, I have to find these pictures of the Quattros. So she's like... Mm. I'll go over to Tony's house. So wait, she goes to Tony's house first, right? Charlie's. Oh, Charlie's. Okay. Wait, let me see what, what my so note she, is from. She okay. takes the photos from right. Tony because she okay. cons his mom. That's right. She stages a play. So she goes to Charlie's house first. <clears throat> Charlie's like, I don't know where the pictures are. She's like, all right, bye. So she leaves and he's like, why do you want to know? And she's like, I gotta go. Then she goes to Tony's house and I took this note because it made me laugh so hard. So when she sees Tony, he's like shirtless. And oh, yeah. She's like, hmm. Tony is the strongest of the quattros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally those words. So I was like, okay, so then now who do we think is the uh, smartest of the quattros? Barry. Yeah, he's dead. He was accepted to AM. Oh, that's right. He got early admission. Mm-hmm. Early admission, baby. And he was talking about their lives. He's talking about setting up their lives. Yeah, that's true. Talking about their future. Yeah. Okay, who's the bravest of the Quattros? Tad. Tad, for sure. And then Charlie? Who's the Who's the Charliest of the Quattros? Tad. I thought so, too. <laughs> Charlie's probably the least Charlie. Oh, at least Charlie. Least Charliest. He's the gun-owningest. The gun-owningest. Oh, my God. Okay. Gun registered this. The way that they get conned into buying a gun. It's very funny. Very embarrassing. <laughs> So they're just these like idiot like suburban white boys. And I think they were way younger. Yeah, Weren't they were they like, like 12? twelve. Yeah, they were Weird. young. And, and so they're putting on a skit. They're, they're putting like, on a desperado skit. And I don't remember what for, but she keeps calling it a skit. <laughs> I know. And she's like, it was going to be it was hilarious. Like a talent show. I was I don't <sighs> I think it was for an elementary school talent show. What punishment is it to make people watch this terrible skit? <laughs> And they're like, it would be so funny if, like, we knew and only we knew that we had a real gun on stage. Yeah. And, like, that would make it the most realist. So they're like, let's go to the inner city. And so they go there and they're like, we have $600. Buy us a gun. And they, like, give this money to this well, guy. first they try to buy it themselves in oh, the pawn shop. They're like, we're 12. <laughs> One gun, please. And they're like, absolutely not. And they're like, goodbye, sir. And then they're like, excuse me, yon gentleman. There's, like, this guy that's, like, walking by. And he's like, huh? 
And they're like, take our cash, sir, and return with one Gunnington. And they're like, and he's like, like okay. what's your name? <laughs> oh, yeah. What are your names? And they're like, Michael, Bob, Charlie. Shit. Oh, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, you gave me a real name. I didn't mean to tell him that my name was Charlie Bobson. Ah, crap. <laughs> what was his real last name? I forget. Well, let's we'll say it's Charlie Bobson. Sure. So he tells him like his whole fucking name and the guy's like, all right, I'll be right back. And then they're like, mm, we'll wait in the car. And they're like, I don't think he's coming back with a gun. <laughs> he brings back the gun. And no, like, none of their money. And they're like, oh, I guess we shouldn't have given him all the money. That's ridiculous. And he comes back and he had bought the gun, but he registered it to Charlie. I know. With just some random address. The pawn shop owner did not check. No. Some fake address. Hashtag March for our lives. Seriously. March 24th. For real uh for real um so then it was like so then they're like okay we're gonna do the skit with this and they do the skit and it's they're nobody not nobody comments on it at all no no one even notices and then they just feel terrible the whole time because they're like oh, we lost all of our dang money now i have a gun <laughs> now i have this dang <laughs> gun i'm 12 and i have a gun and then uh they're like let's just hide it in the closet smash cut to high school tad's <laughs> Dad like wants to rob a jewelry store he's like guys wouldn't it be like kind of funny but also weird if we all robbed this jewelry store and everyone's like no i don't want to do that and he's he, like, okay <laughs> bye i'm gonna do it and then he takes the gun does it and then um but then i think the only person that knows that he actually used a real gun is charlie but charlie didn't want to tell anyone because he didn't want anybody to know that he had bought a gun mm -hmm. so they just all say that it was a um toy gun toy gun which is why he's able to get out i'm sure that you heard about um the attempted jewelry store robbery in glendale galleria i did hear about that yeah and shots were fired and everyone in the galleria and the Americana across the street, for those who aren't in L.A., those are two malls just huge right malls. across yeah. the street from each other. And everybody, um, I, I would have too, but everybody obviously assumed that there was a fucking mass shooter, mm -hmm. an active shooter just going around shooting people because they heard shots. People were fleeing into stores, out of stores, mm -hmm. just trying to get away from where they thought the sound was. Stores were on lockdown. I had planned on being there. Yeah. I was going to go return some stuff at the Galleria. I cannot imagine having to have gone through that. Girl at work, Sophie, did have to go through that. She was eating lunch at the Americana. All oh of a sudden, God. people start pouring into the restaurant, mm -hmm. taking cover. They all run. They're leaving their stuff. Mm-hmm just trying to get away kids are there yeah everybody thinks that they're about to get shot it's horrible it was awful it's fucking horrible and and then you read that story and you're like oh thank god it was just a robbery and isn't that a fucking sad thing to read it's so fucking sad to have that reaction yeah to be like oh good oh good it was just a robbery yeah so at most like one or two people would have been shot it's like what a blessing it's crazy because like now it's like anything that has like guns in it like uh i'm like um fiction or content or anything like that i'm mm -hmm. like oh, i don't want a part of that like i don't play i haven't streamed video games with guns in a long time because i have like no taste for it yeah like any of the i'm like ew i just don't want to do that yeah like i'll just run around in like medieval times and steal cheese from people that's what i'll do <laughs> so but it's like crazy like it's like i it really is it it's crazy that this is turning into the boiling point um, when Sandy Hook didn't. That's crazy, right? But or I even think, just like 
I think it's because Obama was president and we all sort of assumed that something would be done and it would be fine. Yeah. And now we're like, and oh, then no. in this particular situation, the kids at this school are taking charge. Yeah. And it's like, well, if the victims are becoming activists about it, we can rally behind them. They have a leg to stand on when it comes to give the victims time to grieve, thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. Don't politicize this. When yeah. you have like all the victims of the shooting going, fuck you, we're politicizing it. Yeah. It's just, it gives you someone to get behind. Yeah. And it it completely negates that bullshit argument. Yeah. And because Trump is president, nobody trusts that anything will be done. No. And so it's like, well, we've got to take action ourselves. So ironically, having a the worst president in American history is like causing could people. actually yeah. lead. And it's just weird all around that things like that are happening. Everybody's becoming so much more engaged. Yeah, because, because you lose because trust in your government. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we were all like happily complacent under yeah. Obama. Yeah. Well, because we were like, oh, it's fine. Like yeah. we have he, a government that, tr- that believes us. And but nothing yeah. changed. Yeah. There are a lot of things he didn't get done. Yeah. I'm still angry about him conceding that Supreme Court seat so easily. Yeah. 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 We all <sighs> did. We're all complicit. Yeah. We're all complicit in that. We were asleep. We really should have taken to the streets. Yeah. Over that. Anyway, guns and registering them to 12-year-olds. Yep. So, right. So then um, it turns out that they're like, oh, my God, like the reason why these pictures are being hidden is because are being taken by question mark person, obviously Emmett, Mm -hmm. um, is that like the picture of the gun is in it. And that's the gun that was used to kill Barry. Barry. Yeah. Um, Going back to the gun thing for a second. it didn't really need to be registered to you. It was just in your name. It's not your address. You're 12. It's not registered to you. It's just a gun with your name attached to it. You could easily be like, oh, I'm a different Charlie. Yeah, that's not me. Get rid of the gun. Yeah. It's not the same address. Nobody could connect it to you. I mean, I think they would be like, isn't that weird, though, that this is the gun that was used? Like, because if you say, well, that's why I'm saying, like, then get oh, rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, there's no get reason he needed to keep long it. before. How do you destroy a gun? Do you melt it? I guess. Melt it. Toss it in a river. Uh, do what they said they did, which is put it in a bayou. Turn it over to the cops. Yeah. Yeah. If you're brave. Also, I wouldn't have been that brave. Yeah. But. I don't know. It's tough if you're a kid. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. They could have just been like, because what? Like, it's like, ew, I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Throw it in a river. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What are you going to get? Like, it's so fucking lax. Yeah. And you're 12. You're they 12. trace it back to you. You're 12. And you didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Nobody can say they saw you buy it. Yeah. Those guys are going to say no. God, Charlie, what a Charlie dumb really, child you he's were. He's the dumbest, dumbest of the quattros. <laughs> there we go. We Here figured we go. it out. He's the dumbest of the mm-hmm. quattros. Um, it was pretty weird how often we were told how ripped Tony was. Were we told that often? Yeah, we were told like four times. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, my God, and Joan Lowry Nixon. It was never a thing. It was just that thing. he was, like, really ripped. <laughs> it's and just she, a fact. Yeah, she, like, it's just didn't. A fact. It's just a fact. Like, what, are you not going to say a fact? Yeah. In a book? She had blonde hair. He was extremely ripped. Yeah. Because, like, the first time we hear it, it's like, oh, he's short, but he makes up for it by, like, working out so hard that he has all these muscles that all the guys wish they had. And oh, then it was, yeah. yeah. And then it was like, she, she walked that to in. Karen, right? He, I think that it's just like her it's just describing said? him. Oh, okay. 
And I was like, okay. I felt like she said something odd to Karen. She does say something odd to Karen. Okay. And then there's the weird, like her walking in and being like, he is the strongest of the quadros. I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I remembered. I had this thought to myself. (laughs) Um, But it was a lot. And I was like, unless it was just like a bunch of crazy typos that ended up being somehow describing. (laughs) Describing a ripped teenager. Tony was. (laughs) watch it's like no that was about like the flower beds i only remembered it happening a couple of times and one of them was like he's the strongest of the quattros that's and then the other time was for some reason telling karen a similar thing yeah he like because he gets all up in her face and like grabs when her mom comes in and she's like what are you doing Oh, I liked that moment because Tony was like, I'm not giving you these photos. And Marty's like, give me the photos, Barry. And then she like hears Tony's mom just walking yeah. down the hallway. And so she just, she like very smartly is like, I just want photos of Barry. Why won't you give me the photos, Tony? If you don't want them, I could take them. And the yeah. mom comes in. She's like, well, honey, just give her the dang photo. She's like, I mean, I just don't understand you either, Tony. That's crazy. I, and then um, Tony is just left there like, oh. Uh, no. He's like, I'll get those photos back. Um, there was a moment of uh Tony's mom. Mm-hmm. Is it Tony's mom? Uh where no, it's Charlie's mom. No. No, it's my mom. Is it? It's your mom. Mommy? Mommy? Uh, Mrs. Lopez. So it's when <laughs> uh Marty keeps trying to call, but the line's busy. Oh, it's Tony's mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like arranging yeah. a charity thing. Yeah, She's I thought like, that was very funny. She's like, I'm trying to line up a committee for our annual prevent child abuse fundraiser. You wouldn't believe how many calls it takes. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Has Charlie been here? And she's like, no, but he did phone Tony a few minutes ago. And I guess he'd had the same trouble trying to get through that you had. Well, most of the time it's teenagers hogging the phone. Mothers have a right to take a turn once in a while, too. <laughs> Like, all right, Lenny. Okay. And just like, when the mom's where's gonna, Tony? Where are the mom's it's gonna the mom's time to be on the phone. <laughs> Ooh, Chardonnay. <laughs> Chardonnay Rose. Rose Book Chardonnay Rose. Phone. <laughs> it's just like uh, I that I got very a very cute. distinct vibe from her. Yes. Yeah. It was cute. Um oh right. And then that's where she Right, because that's right before she's like, um, oh, he's in the study. And she's like, bye, and like, <laughs> yeah. like kicks down the fucking like, study door. You. Oh, wait, this is it. Yep, this is one of the descriptions. Okay. Startling Tony, who was seated cross-legged on the floor, his album on his lap, a stack of photographs scattered on the rug near him. He wasn't wearing a shirt, so his well-developed chest and arm muscles gleamed in the lamplight. And then it goes, I, I think the next line is, Tony was the strongest of the quattros. It had a very um, Lois Duncan feel. Of like admiring the male the beauty of teenage boys. Male body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did for sure. It was like very like Greek godlings. Mm-hmm. Um uh also okay. the women were all kind of fucking dumpy. Yeah. <laughs> like like Miss Dillard. The, I know. She gets described. So she's got horrible. She's like a pear-shaped lady. She's got like a very like thin upper like body shoulders. and head, and then uh sizable thighs and butt. Yeah like good for her yeah good work it girl but when she's first introduced to the school at an assembly the principal or whoever is explaining to the school that like they can like go to her for a lot of different problems she's got a background in like psychology or whatever um so um you can always visit her she has a very broad understanding and everyone everyone laughed at broad and now their nickname for her is broad understanding it's so mean it's weird and mart and marty's like i wonder what she feels about that nickname and it's like bad 
She yeah, feels fucking really bad. bad. And and also, oh no, you're telling me she knows about the yeah, joke? Horrible. That's so sad. Why does she know? And also, like, who's telling her? That is so horrible. Like, what a horrible and unimaginative and just plain mean yeah. thing. These teens are so mean. Uh, teens. teens these days. Our teens are better. <laughs> They teens are. these days are better, we know now. Our teens these days are better. Our teens are better. I think teens of like our generation were like pretty mean. I feel like teens of the 50s were like monster people. Yes. Terrible. Because that's where all of like teen social structure comes from. Yeah. It's from like the 50s to the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then no one seems to have like fully caught on to there being less of that from the 90s to today yeah i'm not saying none it's not as much it's not as like violent i feel like it's not as structured and it's Mm -hmm. not as mean yeah i was talking to so unless you're very much on the the outskirts of the norm for people and i think also like Like obviously people are still harassed yeah people are still mean and they harass people I was talking to one of my friends, uh, Lydia, who was a cool kid in high school. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I was like, did you? She's like, I just never really got bullied. And I was like, oh, well, kids can be mean. And she was like, and I was like, then were you a bully? And she's like, no, I wasn't a bully. She's like, okay, this one time. At <laughs> cam. She's like, this one time I took this girl's backpack girl to death. and I turned it inside out and zipped it up so she couldn't unzip it and threw it on a roof. And I was like. What? That is bullying. Did she explain why she did this? <laughs> she was like, I don't know. Someone else did it. I just went along with it. And I was like, oh my uh, God. <laughs> uh, also for her to be like, it wasn't that bad. I was like, girl, it didn't happen to you. It, this poor girl's backpack the is other girl stuck inside disagrees. out and on a roof. Horrible. <laughs> what a weird <laughs> thing to do. I know. It's very strange. It is very like the type of like like some bullying is so weird and specific. It's like why why did you do that? It's like oh well I will say this one time I walked up to a girl, I removed her earring, I like licked it and then I put it into her mouth <laughs> and I said now who's all ears and I don't know why I said that <laughs> and it had nothing to do with anything I had done but. No, I didn't really bully anyone. Dude, you know what? I will will never forget. And this is also just thing like weird things that kids do. And this is like seriously making me feel like I might gag telling you this story. It's very gross to me. So this kid in... um, Uh, For our listeners, Kelly just threw up on the microphone. I just threw up on the microphone. Uh, Very quietly and gently. Yeah. Um, Very ladylike. mm -hmm. Vomit. Bleep. (laughs) Bleep, bleep. So... This guy in my um, algebra class in middle school, um, I don't know why he did this, but he sat the whole class with his head back and didn't swallow any of his spit. And then at the end of class, walked outside and just (laughs) spat all of his spit on the ground. And it was like (laughs) a glass full. (laughs) And I I was just like, like watching him because it just like... He didn't even spit it out because he could. It was so much. He just tilted his head forward and it was like bleh and like a full glass of spit. Ugh. Just dripped. I, how, how is it not the case that like he had his head back and then just like, it, just, like, <laughs> like out the sides. the sides of his mouth were just these two little streams ever flowing, ever flowing. How did I don't know? He like timed it case. perfectly. I don't understand. Maybe he just like gulped down just an. Uh, <laughs> It's just enough. This is really affecting you. I don't know I why, there. but it's a specific like. I squick bet if to you me. asked him why, he'd just go, 
I don't know. I just wanted to see what would happen. Yeah, I just wanted to see what happened. I think that is what it was. And like, it was so like dumb middle school boy bullshit. He did it while all of his friends were standing in a circle and they were like, oh, like while he did it. <laughs> Maybe they had a bet going. Maybe. Maybe they were all doing it. Yeah. And they couldn't, they couldn't they all let had it happen. To compare. They all had to compare spit collection. Yeah. Like, oh, I got the most. Yeah. I got the most spit bit oh you got the most oh i got the least oh man i swallowed all mine well now you're out of the group (laughs) i also remember in middle school we always used to sit on the asphalt like me and my friends had this like spot and um like the three of us would just like sit on the asphalt all the time and um our butts would get like dirty from the asphalt sure and then the mean girls in class would be like you have something on your butt (laughs) to me and i'd be like i know i was sitting on the asphalt and then I had these jeans that were like sparkly and I didn't want to wash them too much because I was afraid that the sparkles would come off. Mm-hmm. So like they got stained on the butt with the black asphalt. Oh, no. And then everyone would be like, your jeans are dirty. And I'd be like, oh my God, I know. <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. Like, oh my God. Oh, I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> and then I just like put a, I'd like find a sweatshirt and try and tie it around my waist for the rest of class. <laughs> okay. Okay. Horrible. <laughs> On the subject of doing things for no reason, my <laughs> my friend Jill and I in like the eighth or ninth grade put a challenge to ourselves to see how long we could genuinely laugh about nothing. I used to do that, uh, something similar with my friend where really? it's, you, we would laugh as hard as we could and then see if that generated real laughter. And it did. It does. It hardcore it did. It does. Okay, are you ready? And we just kept going for, for I'm already laughing. Okay, okay, ready? Okay. <laughs> baby i know like how you can make a baby laugh you can just laugh yeah, you just laugh and they laugh uh and we laughed for like an hour what all through class <laughs> and this kid i can't remember who it was but this kid genuinely thought that we were high really <laughs> he was like you guys are on drugs we're like we're not on drugs <laughs> <laughs> we're not on drugs i'm telling you you're on drugs <laughs> um yeah he was freaked out yeah we made our own fun. When I laughed really hard, sometimes I'd pee my pants. It was horrible. That really happened? Mm-hmm. I've never met somebody who had, who peed their pants because they were laughing. Yeah. It used to happen like, well, because I just like didn't go to the bathroom enough. So I just like <laughs> always had a full bladder. And like I would just like pee my pants from laughing too hard. Um, <laughs> Why? Yeah. I don't know. Like I just go to the bathroom. I was like more, afraid Kelly. that people would like ditch me if I went to the bathroom. <laughs> No, I was just like, well, I'll stay. Oh no! Um, but I remember my um, I never like did it so that like people like no one ever called me out on it, and so I, it was like it was always like I was able to change or something really quick when that mm-hmm. happened. Um, but I remember one time this girl in our group of friends in like fifth grade. I don't even know why we were doing this, but we we're they or I wasn't doing it. They were where they were just saying like M, and then they'd start laughing. This was another <laughs> thing of kids doing weird things. But then, like, <laughs> strange. one girl was doing it and she was sitting like, you know, when you sit like f- froggy legs where your legs are uh-huh. like spread like that, uh-huh. like an M. I mean, I can't, but yes. yeah, but that's the thing that kids do. Yeah. So like they were sitting like that on the on their bedspread on our friend's bedspread. And then uh-huh. one girl did it and then she just peed all over the bedspread. <laughs> <laughs> like all squatting, what? peed all no. over the bedspread. And then she's like, M. Like her, she had like oh, fear. No. Horrible. Oh, how old? Uh, like 
third or fourth grade. Oh, young, no. but like too old to be peeing on someone's bed. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's tragic. Yeah. Or right, there's I'm just thinking now of this other girl. Um, I might have told this story on the podcast before, but it was just like how mean I was to my sister's friends because I just was jealous that she had a lot of friends. <laughs> and so she had this birthday party and um my mom like brought this big old like Costco sized pizza home and she like brought it out into the backyard. And my sister's friend, Elise, was inside and we had just gotten like brand new screen doors and the screen door was closed. And my mom was like, pizza's here. And (laughs) Elise just was like, pizza! And sprints (laughs) towards the door and like bonks into the screen door and just like bounces back and lands on the ground. And the screen door frame is bent so it won't open. So she and I are locked inside. (laughs) And my mom and the other kids are locked outside. And I was like, I like walked up and I was like, we just bought that door. And she was... (laughs) It was horrible. So I guess I've bullied someone before. We've all bullied. Yeah, we've all bullied. Um, Like one time I killed a girl. <laughs> one time I threatened to kill a girl. <laughs> one time I got a girl to write the first two lines of a poem that would make it sound like a suicide note. Mm. And then I, um, I went to her house and I put on this album, Sudden Death by the by band Flesh. Flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I knocked her in the back of the head super hard mm-hmm. and like just knocked her out cold. And then I um, like took her hand and I put it on a gun mm-hmm. and then I pulled the gun up to her own head mm-hmm. and I um, pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. And then you said, and that's why you don't have dirty ears. <laughs> yes. And it was so funny. It was really it funny. Was really funny. Was you really should have seen the look on like, her it face. It wasn't bullying, though. But, like, just, I mean, stuff like that. Like, that look on her face was, like, frozen on there forever. Yeah. Um. Back to a real story. <laughs> in college. Mm-hmm. I think it was my last year in college. We were, yeah, it was definitely my last year in college on my college improv team. We were having a practice. And... We're playing um, the game, like, uh, fairy tale news report. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was called, but, like, fairy tale nightly news or something like that. Whereas, like, two people are the anchor people, mm-hmm. and then the other two people on the team are, like, field reporter and person they're interest- interviewing. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my friend Richie were the anchor people. And then I think my best friend Bonnie, mm-hmm. maybe... And um, this other guy were the reporter and interviewee. Mm-hmm. And, and Richie and I are talking. And all of a sudden, we see that, like, everyone else watching in the room is cracking mm-hmm. up. And we're, like, we're like l- giving each other glances. We're a little confused. We're still trying to get through the mm-hmm. game. But we know that they're laughing too much. It couldn't yeah. possibly be at us. Yeah. And then I look over at Bonnie and she's just crying, laughing, but trying to keep it together. And then finally we end and we look over and the guy had peed (gasps) himself during the scene. What? And it ended and they were like, why didn't you, why didn't you go to the bathroom? And he was like, I didn't want to, I felt, I thought you'd be mad at me if I stopped. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And we were like, what? What? what holy shit it was insane and one of the funniest things that is crazy that i have ever been a part of i can't imagine like it started with just bonnie yeah because she crying laughing it. because she noticed it first and then slowly the rest of the I room can't and i think in front of people i think that chris stopped us he mm-hmm. was like okay 
stop the game here. Do you have to go to the restroom? Oh my God, change your whole pants. It was bananas. That's crazy. And he was like a normal dude. Mm. He's like a pretty normal dude That's as far as so we knew. And then all of a sudden this happened and we were like, what the fuck just happened? How could he not hold it? Maybe he like tried to pick her up or something. Nope. And he like jumped. It's totally stationary. Um, I was uh, judging a debate tournament. Mm-hmm. And this girl was doing a speech and um, she had a cold. Oh, no. And instead of like, honestly, I think she thought she was soldiering through. Uh-huh. But her nose just started running oh, no. so much that it was dripping down her chin. <laughs> and it was an eight minute long speech. No. <laughs> and I was just like, you can pause and just blow your nose. Yes. Like, just wipe your like. It, I think she thought she was helping everybody, but it was making it torture for everybody involved because it was horrifying. Yeah, because that's all you're thinking about. I couldn't hear anything she said. Yeah. All I was thinking was like, there oh is my God. so much intense snot just oh dripping. God. Like, it was just completely, it was like going in her mouth. Like, it was so foul. That's nuts. And uh, so you're supposed to, like, give them kind of, like, notes. Uh-huh. So in her thing, I wrote down, good job continuing your speech. <laughs> Next time, blow your nose. Blow your fucking nose. That's nuts. I can't imagine. Young, in what world? Young people. Yeah. It's like they don't... I feel like we train kids too well to follow the rules to a point mm-hmm. where they forget to take care of themselves. Yeah. Or we like... Or they don't view their bodies as theirs. Like if they don't mm-hmm. do what they're asked, the punishment is worse than peeing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like... like it's not the end of the world if you just say like, hey, I need to I need to do this thing. Yeah. But like, I feel like also kids are so afraid of standing out that yes. they're like, I can't I can't just stop. It'll be and so go. it'll be so embarrassing so if ins- I have to stop and blow my nose. And instead, <laughs> dripping it's instead, snot. literally everybody wants to throw up because you're being so disgusting. <laughs> I blame society. I blame society I blame or society her parents for this. or yes. like, you know, someone is some indoctrinating some this child in her life. She was made to think. That she should let snot run down her body, yeah, rather than interrupt just a one second. Debate. <laughs> and it wasn't even it was a speech, a speech. It was a speech. Oh, my heart goes out to this person. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I hope you're past this. If you're listening, just know that we were not mocking you just now. No, it, I we are with you, but I do want you to we know stand that in solidarity. I was disgusted. It was. It is. <laughs> disgusting it is just happening but i don't i view you as a victim yeah no for sure i just don't want to have to see it <laughs> i think the real victim was me <laughs> i'm pretty sure it stuck with her a little yeah, more no i'm sure you. she you know what i'm sure that like because it's been what probably i was in law school at the time that i was judging this thing oh my god it was in college no she i was judging for a high school oh, okay. event because i used to do debate. i thought that you said that and then i got lost I yeah no like, so wait what so she's in high school so mm-hmm. i'm i'm thinking you know she's now 23 right because it wasn't very long ago because i was in law school so it would be like 2011 but i know that like the right before she falls asleep she's like you know what ah oh i remembered it again no why am oh, i letting myself I think about it. this oh Laura, it's not, you can't, there's nothing you can you do can't right do now. It. You're not that person anymore. You're not that person. <laughs> your, your upper lip you know and what? chin are dry. I bet, I bet no one there 
even thinks about it or talks about it even. And I'm like, hey, I'm welcome like, to Crunchies. <laughs> we share other people's pain. <laughs> uh, what's your pain? <laughs> we'll share it. Um, uh, yeah, it oh, haunts me to this day. <laughs> I also like that. So it was revealed later that um, Karen was not allowed to do this, to, to investigate this case. Yeah, she wasn't supposed to be doing it. But at first, she's like, all right. Um, so I finally had a day off. So I decided to check in on what you told me. But at that time, I was like, so you waited until your day off to like, no, follow she up was on very, yeah, she could not do it. Yeah. she. But that was from the get go. She's like, oh, really? I, I don't have author. I was not the original officer mm. on the case. I have zero authority to reopen the case. But what I can tell you is that I will look into these things when I am not working on my own cases or when I have the time. Also, she's named Officer Romance because she used to live in Houston. Mm -hmm. She was in love with her partner. Greg. Greg. And she was like, I have to do my career. So I'm going to have to go to... He thought she was too focused. Yeah. But it's because she wasn't letting herself trust him Mm -hmm. because she thinks that relationships, that cops will never have a functional relationship because you're married to the job. And Marty was like, no, that's on that's on the other person. Like, they should know that, too. Which I was, I was like, like, Marty, well, can you back off? You yeah. are in high school. You yeah. know nothing about her life. You know nothing about being a police officer. It does help officer romance find romance, though. It does. But do we know she's better off for it? We don't know because we don't even know Greg. I don't know Greg. I don't know if he's a good guy. Yeah. I don't know if they work as a couple. No idea. I don't know if he's going to hold her back I was in just her thinking career. that. Is he holding her back? Because he's her partner. So then it's like, like, yeah, that kind of that can't work. Blurs the line between business and yeah. pledge. And like you are not going to be thinking straight if your husband is in danger Mm-mm. right in front of you. No, no, dangerous for everyone. We've not all allowed. seen Law and Order SVU. I have tried to avoid it, but yes, yeah. Benson, she needs to back up. Yeah, she has to take take some space because she's like, you know what, I'm falling for you. And he's like, I have a daughter. And she's like, okay, um, great. Well, I just said that I need to take a step back. <laughs> um. Okay. What else happens in this book? Oh. Um. Well, we get a lot. A lot, a lot of repeating by Marty mm-hmm. that Barry's death wasn't a suicide mm-hmm. and nobody believing her. And we get the exact <laughs> same sentences over and over. Yeah. So we again, we have a book that is guilty of repetition. It's just changing Hard the place guilty. that she's screaming it's just about. Changing this. the place and the person, and sometimes not the person. Sometimes she the returns. I mean, Kim, to the same person. She's, Kim, same fight over and over again. Yeah. Her best friend really trying to get her to hang out. Yeah, I I liked that part of the story. Mm-hmm, me too. Is that her friend like f- wants to be a good friend, wants to be there for Marty, but doesn't believe that Barry was murdered. But keeps trying, but Marty's like, but you can't be a good friend for me in the way that i need right now yeah i thought that was a good storyline however keeps repeating yeah also like okay we hinted at this before she has she does there so many faux pas with her oh yeah so she like after she leaves the uh house or the uh officer's station she's like i'm gonna go to barry's parents house Mm -hmm. and she's like it was a murder and the parents are like we are like this is literally the day of the funeral. Yeah. The day what of the are funeral. What are you doing right now? And they're like, okay, maybe have some ham from the fridge. Like, we've, we have our we grieving love you, food, sweetheart, but uh, we have come to terms. And she's like, no, he was murdered. It. And they're like, <laughs> and she's like, it was murder. I tell you, psh, 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 murder. And then at the school assembly, 
Oh my oh, yeah. god, that was embarrassing. Yes, that was, that was so very, that was mortifying. I oh. they're having a school assembly talking about everybody's grief over Barry's death. And then there's like and counseling. Oh yeah, because the whole thing is that two two kids the year before had killed themselves mm-hmm. because they were dating and then they broke up and they were also doing drugs and listening to this heavy metal. Yeah, they sudden Flesh. death by the band's Flesh. Um, and they killed themselves, and so they were afraid that Barry's death was a copycat suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, so they keep they keep harping on that. So everybody's like afraid for all the teens mm-hmm. that they're going to copy these suicides. And so they have this assembly. It's like blah blah blah, suicide, suicide, and, and then Marty just bolts up, and again it's like Barry was murdered. <laughs> So embarrassing. And Kim's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then Emmett, too. Yeah. Because Emmett's like, shut the fuck up. And then doesn't she get so worked up she, like, passes out or something? Or they just, like, take her away from that the situation? might be then. There is a point where she gets time. so worked up she passes it's out. It's probably then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then she cuts to the yeah, nurse's yeah, office yeah. and they're like, your temperature yeah. seems fine. Um, Maybe you should see the counselor. counselor. And she's like, never! Barry was murdered! <laughs> she's right. She's right, but she's behaving erratically. Yeah. But then really, no one, everybody is saying the exact wrong things to her. I know. All the time. The guidance counselor who seems to be, oh, and I do, I like how everybody has these weird little ulterior motives when mm-hmm. I, everybody's kind of making it about themselves. Mm-hmm. Miss Dillard, for her, it's she's trying to like get her doctorate or something. Yeah, she's she wants to like, like get in on the dissertation on the train with that yeah, guy, Doctor Cranberry train. Cranberry, a <laughs> Doctor Cranberry. He's because he's writing his book about copycat suicides, mm-hmm. and then her pastor oh my goes God. on this this like crusade against evil rock music i know because that's what's killing all these kids is they're listening to music that glorifies suicide it's such like satanic panic shit and it's so interesting bullshit. because this book was in 88 and i feel like the satanic panic thing was like 93 it's so it's interesting well all that like bad influence stuff started a lot earlier yeah but s- like specifically that like death metal was evil mm-hmm. like that i mean i'm sure it wasn't just like they were like and it's 1990 and now satanic go. panic <laughs> like i'm sure it was like around and then it came to a head yeah around fr- uh paradise lost did but. you know that john denver testified against putting that parental advisory oh really thing on albums interesting like i think they brought him in thinking he'd be a slam dunk for it. Oh, that's so funny. And he came in with like such a good articulate argument against it, saying like basically if you put that on a rap album, um it hurts me too. Like you can't censor any music. Yeah. If you censor that, you have to censor me. If you don't censor me, you can't censor them. It's yeah. like very very good. Mm-hmm. Um it's like goes up there with like Mr. Rogers testifying <laughs> Yeah, in the hearing uh, to save the PBS, P- PBS John Denver testifying for that, and then Mr. Rogers also defended VCRs being able to record oh. programs. So he's the reason that um, television is now a crumbling industry. Mm. It's because, like so, because you could tape things off TV, and then that led to TiVo, and now we have streaming services mm-hmm. and everything. Nice, but Mr. Rogers is a part of that. Cool. Yeah. The more you. 
<laughs> um, and then you know what part I thought was cool was the fight scene. I thought that part was cool. Yeah, I thought when, that was well written. Yeah, it was like so <laughs> she gets home and um she sees his car outside. I like that. That's the moment she realizes. I like, know. oh yeah, I wrote two lines of a poem on a I piece know. of paper and a, of a poem. I'm silly. <laughs> And then she's like, uh, is he here? And then she hears that song playing and she's like, oh, he's going to kill me. Yeah, I'm about to die. Although I'm like, I don't oh, know. She did that good detective worth work of finding out that he bought three mm-hmm. copies. She brought his yearbook to the mall. Of sudden death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was smart. That was smart. Because um, she's like, because and this is like such a classic like nerd guy making a girl feel like shit where she's like. Um, do you sell a lot of these albums? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, it's only like a chart topper. Of course, we're selling a lot of them. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, would you remember somebody that bought three at a time? And he's like, oh, actually, um, yes, I do remember. Yeah. And she's like, was it him? And he's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I couldn't possibly remember everyone. Oh, I might remember that person. Oh, yes, I remember that person. <laughs> <laughs> and then also at the same time she's like running around like doing that at the mall while her, her while her best friend what's her name kit kim kim is like what are you doing is that we're coming to have fun together and she's like yeah one sec um but so she like comes home and she's like oh my god that song is playing and he's like i'm gonna make it look like you killed yourself with a fireplace poker <laughs> He's like, like, bad move, Emmett. I was like, what? You what? can't fake that. And now she's fighting you. There's going to be all it's like struggle. All this evidence that there was a struggle. He's an idiot. You need to realize that like this plan is over now, buddy. So dumb. So he's like, so he like tries to hit her with the poker and she's like, Wah! and like dodges out of the way. And then she gets this big old lamp and like bonks him in the ribs with it. And it like knocks the wind out of him. And so she runs away and like they're just tussling, tussling. And um, he's about to stab her in the head with the poker, mm-hmm. but she... I actually forget what she does. I feel Why like she is saved by that. Officer Romance. Oh, yeah. Because Officer Romance she comes, comes in right in then. at that time. Yeah. Um, that on me, when I read the uh, inside of the book jacket, when it says... It is a young police officer who listens to her story with an open mind. I thought for sure it was a guy. It was a young man. I thought it was going to be a young man and there was going to be some sort of romantic element. I'm so glad I there was wasn't. I like, oh shit, it's a lady cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's good at her job. She is good at her job. And then I'm like, and, and then she's like, I think if he has a sister. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. So now there's like this cool <laughs> friendship. Mm-hmm. So that, that was cool. So overall, like generally, I liked her writing style as a nice change from what we've been reading. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really repetitive and it just was like a lot of like, okay, we get it. Nobody believes her. And she I, just keeps screaming about how he's yeah, fucking murdered. I'm so tired of the repetition in these books where it's like, okay, I mean, you could have more plot yeah. if you wanted. More yeah. things could happen in this plot. Yeah. There could be other stories. Uh, she could have her like more detailed life. Yeah. I want to know more about who she is a, as a person. Yeah. But no, instead it's just her yelling over and over again that Barry didn't kill himself. Yeah. Yeah, well, <clears throat> can't win them but, you all. Know, I was about to say the exact same really? thing. Really? Yep. Cool. Um, overall good, though. Overall good. Yeah. yeah. I really remember um, her book, The Other Side of Dark, being really fucking good. Really? I've, I, I haven't read that I stumbled on it in a library uh, when I was like in junior high, and it was like a big cool art book the hardcover cool so i guess i suggest try and get a hard copy if you can for this <laughs> yeah, book instead of condal instead of condal because it's just very confusing um 
Cool. Uh, do we know what we're reading next week? Oh, yes. Yeah, we do. We are reading um, <clears throat> Sweet Valley High on the edge or is it over the edge? I think over the edge. On the edge. I'm wrong about everything tonight. <laughs> Don't ask me to give any input. <laughs> uh, it's I uh, will be uh, talking with Ryan Moogie about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one where uh, Barry Patman's girlfriend or Bruce Patman's girlfriend does cocaine once and dies. So uh, whoops. Whoops. Um, we voicemails. Let's talk some voicemails Let's listen or listen to, to them. Some voicemails. Um, we love getting your voicemails. If you are curious about, um, hey, how do I call in? How do I leave a voicemail? Um, you can do that by calling us at 747 333 6995 and share your own embarrassing teen spooky book related story. Anything. Literally anything. Yep. We love them. All right. So this voicemail is from Jackie. Hi, Lindsay and Kelly. This is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. I love your podcast. Thank you. I've been listening since the summer. Ooh. And I love Kelly's scream laugh. It makes me cry laughing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'll just listen to you guys cracking up, and it makes me so happy. Aw, thank Um, you. I just wanted to share a little story about um, me when I was eight. I don't know if this counts as a teen creep. Uh, like embarrassing story, but it's definitely embarrassing. You can be embarrassing um, at any age. I had a huge crush <laughs> we just on my brother's friend. I was probably eight at the time, and they were eleven. And I nice. had this great idea to put on TLC's "Crazy Sexy Cool." Oh my god! Yes. Tape cassette player. Oh my god! And oh no! Their door was closed. They're probably just trying to have fun, hanging out, doing boy stuff. And I was like, you know what? I need to flirt with Jason. Which was yeah, you do. The name of my brother's friend, <laughs> Jason. So I walked across the hall. His room was next door, oh. and I said, Brian, Jason, and they opened up. Oh no! And I was wearing not much. I was what? wearing shorts. <laughs> And a little bandana that I had tied around my what? chest with my non-existent boobs. <laughs> what? I was like, hey, Jason, do you like what you see? Oh my God! And I remember my brother oh my and his friend God. had the most horrified look on their faces. And my brother just shut the door. <laughs> And my mom had to talk, have a little talk with me to tell me that wasn't appropriate. Um, so, yeah, that's my story. I uh, love you guys. Bye. No! Oh, wow. Wow, that was really good. That was a surprise. Oh, my God. Do you oh like what goodness. you see? Oh, it's like when you don't understand how to flirt, too, and you've only seen it, like, in movies and stuff. Oh, my God. Shorts and a little bandana that I had tied around my non-existent boobs. <laughs> That's so good. Jackie, that was that was gold. That was dynamite. Thank that you for calling gold. in. <laughs> Thank you. That was crazy. Oh, we've all been there. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I had crushes on um when I was six I had a very intense crush on a twelve year old. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked thought, the like, older boys. I liked older boys too. Mm-hmm. I just thought like if you were like three years older than me, then you were like You were so basically cool. a man. Yeah, you were a man. Yeah. hmm Uh so sympathize. Totally. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Your brother just shut the door. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you like what you see? Oh my god! Amazing! Okay, this next message is from Virginia. Hi, uh, this is Vic from Virginia. I'm a longtime fan. 
I just wanted to share my humiliating teenager story with you. Um, So when I was in high school, I was a pretty big nerd, and I dated a guy who was a theater nerd. He was also, like, super cute, Um, and we were pretty in love. So uh, at the time, he was in a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream, but uh, the the director wanted to do, like, a, a sort of classy, cool version, so she painted everybody up in black and white, and he had, like, a black and white outfit and a black and white face paint and everything. So... His Good final to production the of, white. <laughs> of the play finished, and he wrapped it up, and he was, like, super excited about it. And, of course, immediately after we snuck off to the park, <sighs> some, I think uh, I know where this is going. Then you could probably see where this is going. Uh, <laughs> I so could. we did. It was really fun. And then <laughs> both of us were like, oh, yeah, there's that youth group uh, meetup tonight. <gasps> so uh, let's go hang out with our friends and play some music and, like, hang out. And we showed up, and it's <laughs> It was a very conservative youth group. Oh, no. And everybody kept looking at me really weird. And a couple of girls were, like, kind of snickering at me. So I went to the bathroom, and I was like, can we my slide out? And no, I was uh, entirely covered with mixed black and white grease paint. Oh, my God. Um, in suspicious areas. Oh, but, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, that probably got me out of that youth group because I was kicked out pretty shortly. Oh my god, um, you were kicked really out? That's much. fucked up. Anyway, Slash shaming. Horrible. And, um, actually, we ended up breaking up, but mm. it, it was a fun time. Well, that's it. Oh, that sounds healthy. Anyway, thanks. Bye-bye. Wow. Thanks, Thank you Virginia. so much. That is really good. Man. Man, oh man. That's embarrassing. What was it like to have a boyfriend in high school who you loved? Uh, yeah, I know. Who was, was like, that like cute and nice and, and you, you loved. Wow. Wow. And you made out? You sound cool. Yeah. And you had evidence yeah. of your coolness on wow. you. They were just too pretty for jealous. you. They were jealous. Haters. Um, so that, that'll do it for voicemails tonight. Yeah. Couple. That was awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much for calling in guys. Super fun. Um, we have some awesome, uh, uh, announcements we have to make. Um, we, you guys have been asking about, uh, when are we gonna, um, pick, the, pick our winners for the hashtag all caps Vera t-shirt contest. We did. We have. Uh, we really liked everything that came in. Seriously, you guys, thank you so much for sending. Yes. They were so cool. Really cool. Really freaking loved them. But when it came down to it, we couldn't choose just one. No. <laughs> so we chose three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our winners are Megan Malone, Tony Martin, and Laura Schlipf. Uh, so thank, thank you, you guys. Seriously. We will be contacting you soon if we haven't already. Yeah. Uh, they're really cool. Again, everybody's was really cool. Super awesome. It was super amazing. Um, thank you so, so much for participating. And we think you guys will like uh, what we'll come out with. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, we have some other announcements. Uh, as we mentioned before, uh, Public Domain Theater has been such a dang hit uh on patreon we are moving it off of patreon and it's going to be its own podcast um and that's going to be releasing as of tomorrow um we're really happy with how that's turning out mm-hmm. um it it's really fun and we're really excited with all the cool stuff we're gonna be able to do with it in the future yeah. too it was uh yeah we recorded our first episode right before today, we recorded this and it was a fucking blast uh, super we fun. recorded with Rhea Butcher. 
Yay! Of the Three Swings of, podcast, mm-hmm. also on this network. Uh-huh. And of comedy. And of comedy. Rhea Butcher. Of of take of my comedy. wife. Take um, my wife and comedy. So it was really awesome. Yeah, she's super cool. She was a delightful guest. It was amazing. Yeah, it was like crazy fun. <laughs> Super fun. Um, so we're really excited about all the stuff that we'll be able to do with that. Uh, but no fear. Uh, Patreon patrons, we're still going to give you something else that you can get something exclusively. Um, we are going to be releasing um, video uh, versions of our mini-sodes and outside genre episodes. Um, so keep an eye out for those. Um, and also just like fun little things through lens and just like posting more content for you guys that we want to share with you. Yeah. And lens is like a, uh, Instagram stories type thing or yeah. Snapchat thing. It yeah. like disappears after 24 hours, but you should get an alert that we've posted one. You can mm-hmm. check it out. Just like fun little random things from our week things yeah. connected to the podcast fun little behind the mm-hmm. scenes stuff yep and we're going to be offering you a merch discount because yep we have um we're going to be having a merch store opening soon mm-hmm. and that's going to have some cool stuff in it it's a a storefront mm-hmm. it will be it's a brick and mortar it is a brick and mortar storefront it will be uh centered in des moines iowa so we hope to see you guys there mm-hmm. uh just kidding it's gonna be an online store Kelly, <laughs> uh, you gave away the yeah. sorry i know I, did, I couldn't i had to be truthful um <laughs> so we're going to be offering for our five dollar tier 20 percent off of uh merch and um for the $8 tier, 30% off. So keep your eyes peeled and your fingers at the ready on the keyboard. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, there will be discount codes, new one every month. Yeah. For people who are patrons. Yeah. So you can get that sweet, sweet merch. Um, we are going to be, we already did one of these and we're going to be continuing to do these. These are mass market Mondays and it is once a month. We're going to be running some fun giveaways on our social accounts. Um, and it's a chance for three people to win, um, books from my and Lindsay's collection of books that we've covered with a little personalized message in there for you and signed by us. Yep. In the future, um, you could win my hardbound copy of Secret Silent Screams, even. Dude, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be doing that on our socials. And if you're wondering, well, how the hey do I follow you guys on social? Well, Twitter and Instagram at Teen Creeps Pod. And uh, we'll be doing those on there. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I don't know if by this point we will, if we've, we'll have broken a thousand, but you know, help us break 2K then. Road to 2000. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's all of our announcements. That's all our business. Lindsay. That's all our biz. You can also follow me personally oh, on yes. Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Nugie, K-E-L-L-Y-N-U-G-E-E. And you can follow me at Lindsay Katai, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-K-A-T-A-I. I decided I, to spell it. You started to spell it? Yeah. yeah. Great. Figured I'd be polite. <laughs> that is polite. Uh, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Keep it creepy. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.